But there's, there's a word coming from the book of Acts, chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. You can keep playing it, keyboard. I, I like that. Acts 12, verses 6 through 11. Acts 12, 6 through 11. If you have it, say amen. amen. Will you please stand for the word of God, even if you don't have a Bible? Give honor to God's word. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. If you need more time, say, I need more time. Everybody's good? All right. And the reason now when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and centuries before the door were guarding the prison and behold an angel of the Lord stood next to him and a light shone in the cell he struck Peter on the side and woke him saying get up quickly and the Bible say and the chains fell off his hands and the angel said to him dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real. But thought that he was seeing a vision. Verse 10 says, when they had passed the first and the second guard. They came to the iron gate leading into the city. The Bible says it opened for them of its own accord. And they went out and went along one street. And immediately the angel left him. And when Peter came to himself, the Bible said, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod. And from all that the Jewish people were expecting. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. You may be seated. Just for a little while. I just want to use for a topic. When God gives light to a dark situation. When God gives light to a dark situation. Have you ever had situations in your life when it just seemed as though it was over? You ever went through some heartaches, went through some pains, and you just felt like, Lord, this is it. But I just stopped by to tell you when God gives light to a dark situation when it's all over you will be just like Peter I know it was the Lord that sent his angels 
to see about me. But here we are, chapter 12, where it opens with the apparent. Ursus, I'm sorry, you may be seated. Chapter 12 opens with the apparent inability of God's people to do anything to deliver themselves. That's how it opened. But then it shows an amazing display of strength among seemingly helpless Christians and it reveals the source of their strength. Here in the text you see King Herod. And we're going to go down the timeline. King Herod, his father, had been murdered by his own father, who was Herod the Greek. The same one who was the ruler who had ordered the slaughter of innocent babies at Christ's birth. And after King Herod in Acts chapter 12, after the death of his father, King Herod was sent to Rome to be educated. And he grew up with a friend of the imperial family. And at one point when he was in Rome, he fled to Palestine. But then he returned to Rome and he was imprisoned by the emperor for some remarks that he had made. Got King Herod grew up, his father got killed by his father. He sent King Herod to Rome. King Herod left Rome with the Palestine. But then he went back to Rome and he was in prison. Stay with me now. But he was imprisoned by the emperor. But eventually, the emperor, he died. And Herod's childhood friend, Caligula, came to power. Well, when King Herod's friend came to power, he freed King Herod. And soon, Herod was named the ruler of some Palestinian provinces. And then, King Herod had another childhood friend talking about friends that came and he made King Herod the ruler of Judea and Samaria. King Herod, he, he knew people and they were the ones that got him out of his mess. It wasn't God, it was his friends. It was his plan and it was murdering that had been the currency of King Herod's entire life. King Herod, he was a politician. When he was with the Romans, he had to like the Romans. Though he was Jewish by race, but not conviction, when he was with the Jews, he had to like the Jews. But King Herod, get this, he would do anything to maintain his popularity with the Jewish people. And however, he saw Jewish Christians as divisive. And he believed their activities would disturb the land. So the Bible tells us that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church. 
He had James, the brother of John. And if you study that, you will find that James was put to death by sword. But not only did he have James, and when he killed James, it pleased the people. And when King Herod, the one that was concerned about his popularity, when he saw that it pleased the people when he killed James, he then had Peter. So he proceeded to seize on Peter. And now Peter was in prison. Destined for the same end that happened to James. And as soon as the feast of the unleavened bread was over, there would undoubtedly have been a trial. And Peter was going to join James in his death. But they couldn't do it during the Passover. Why? Because executions were not permitted during the Passover. So here we are, God's people. You will find in chapter 12, they were praying for Peter. But there was nothing that they could really do besides pray. You know, a lot of times today in the land, people say, well, church folks, all y'all going to do is just pray. That's all we need to do sometimes. Because we know who we are praying to. But the Bible tells us that the church was praying for Peter. And Peter was in jail for spreading the word of God. But here we are, we're talking about when God brings light to a dark situation. So that brings us to the text in verse 6 that says, Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and centuries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. Here at zero hour, the Passover was complete. And now Herod and his staff could kill Peter. But here we find something strange. Peter knew what was happening. Peter knew what was coming. But Peter was not weeping. Peter knew what was about to take place. But Peter was not losing his mind. Peter was not making a scene. But the Bible says that Peter was asleep. You think you're about to die. But you just sleep. And this is the third time in scripture that describes Peter as sleeping. First time he was sleeping at the Mount of Transfiguration. You can find that in Luke 9 and 32. The second time he was sleeping 
at the Garden of Gethsemane. You can find that in Matthew 26 and 40. And here he is in a Jerusalem prison waiting for his death. And the Bible says he is asleep. But this was a different experience because now Peter is a spirit-filled man and as such he was experiencing the peace which surpasses all understanding. Philippians 4 and 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This meant that Peter was at peace with himself. And he was at peace with God. And as Christians, we need to learn to give it to God and go to sleep. Y'all don't look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, go to sleep. Somebody stayed up late last night. But I came here this morning to tell you, go to sleep. The Lord will take care of you. Go to sleep. But we see Herod. He wanted to make sure his dangerous prisoner did not escape. Verse 4 tells us that Peter was guarded by four quaternion squads with four soldiers each. Roman soldiers stood guard in three-hour shifts. So there were always four guards guarding Peter. Extraordinary precautions were also taken by chaining him to two soldiers yes, instead of one as usual. Right. And the other two soldiers kept watch outside the cell. Right. King Herod went through all of this to make sure Peter was not going to get away. Yes, Isn't it interesting? That Satan and his earthly henchmen, they take such great pains to protect their work when they think that they have seized a victory. Look at Jesus. Jesus was dead and the broken body of Jesus was placed in the tomb. It was covered with a stone. It was certified with a seal. And Roman guards protected the tomb. And I just want you to know that God's sovereignty in protecting his work in the world is not limited by our ability to understand it. It's not limited by our ability to interpret it. Because early Sunday morning, in spite of everything that they did to hold down Jesus, he got up with all power. Talking about when God gives light to a dark situation. Because as we see in verse 11, it indicates that everyone in Jerusalem, although they were praying, they figured that Peter was through. No one was prepared for the display of power that was soon to come. Look at verse 14 and 15. It says, 
recognizing Peter's voice. In her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, it is his angel. I have a question. Why were the believers not prepared for God's intervention? When you're going through something and you're praying and the situation is dark, why is it that the church does not believe in God's intervention? I don't know about you, but I've been in some dark places in my life. But God showed up. It makes no difference what it looks like. It makes no difference what the world says. Give God room to turn it around. Talking about when God shines light in a dark situation. But what had happened was the believers, they had forgotten about God's army of angels. We sing a song that says, all night, all day, the angels are watching over me, my Lord. When my mother is not with me. When my father is not with me. When my wife is not with me. When my daughter is not with me. As long as I got the angels of the Lord watching over me. I know that everything is going to be alright. Because verse Verse 7 says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. The Bible says he struck Peter on the side and woke him saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. When the angel appeared, Look at what happened. The angel brought light. He struck Peter. He told Peter to get up quickly. The chains fell off. And the angel told Peter to get dressed. This shows us that when God shows up, it's time for us to move and follow the Lord's direction. Look at Peter, he was not upset. You know how us is getting? I'm asleep. Leave me alone. But Peter was not upset. Peter was not asking a whole lot of questions. You know how us is getting? Why I gotta get up? I'm about to die. But Peter did not ask a whole lot of questions. He simply obeyed. Verse 9 says, Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea what the angel was doing. 
idea what was really happening. For Peter thought he was seeing a vision. Look at this. Peter was confused. But he followed. Peter didn't understand. But he followed. It didn't make sense to him. But he followed. He had never experienced this before. But he followed. I was always told that in order to be a good leader, you need to first learn how to be a good father. He followed. Church, we need to learn how to follow. In your life, you need to learn how to follow God. But Peter's blessings came through his obedience. And in this case, it brought about his freedom. Verse 10 says, when they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. The Bible says they didn't push a button. They didn't type in a code. But the Bible says it opened for them of its own accord. And they went out and went along one street. And immediately the angel left him. As Peter continued to follow the angel, the Bible says that when they came to the gate, it opened automatically. I don't know who this is for, but if you have been hitting roadblocks, if your back has been against the wall, if doors have been closed in your face, I want you to know that God is able to open doors that no man can shut. And when they made it to the city, the Bible says that the angel left him. And verse 11 says Peter finally came to his senses. Peter said, it's really true. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned. In this experience, Peter had already believed. But now he really believed. You know, you can listen to other people's story. And that can cause you to get a good relationship with God. But when you have that personal experience, then you can say that it was the Lord that brought me out. And this shows us that no matter how grim your situation may be, that God is able to turn your situation around. No matter how perplexing your situation may be, I stopped by to tell somebody that God is able to turn your situation around for you. No matter how your situation 
I stopped by to tell you that God is able to turn your situation around for you. Ain't God alright? Look at Peter was in a jail with chains on. And King Herod thought he had them. But God said the angel that released old Peter. Ain't God alright? And in this we find that God he can deliver any time that he wants to deliver. God can deliver in the wealth that he wants to deliver. God can deliver in the place that God wants to deliver. Ain't God alright? And many of us we are worried about the closed door before we ever get to the door. A month beforehand. We worried about the closed door two months beforehand. We are worried about the closed door. But I just need to tell you that God will take care of the closed door whenever we get to the closed door. So I just want to tell you this morning, go to sleep. Get some rest. Put it in God's hand. Because when God show up, then you don't know that God I know it was you that brought me out. God I know it was you that paid my bill. God I know it was you that saved my children. God I know it was you that saved my church. When God shows up in those situations, because God sent His only begotten Son, His name is Jesus. Jesus, He carried that old wicked cross for all of us. Ain't God alright? Jesus, they hung Him high. On that old record cross, they nailed him to that old record cross. They pierced him in his side. He had thorns on his head. And the Bible said that my Jesus, that he died for all of our sins. And then they put him in a barber tomb. With a stone on the outside, with soldiers on the outside. But when God sends light for God's situations, we learned that early Sunday morning, I said early Sunday morning, I said early Sunday morning, Jesus, He got up with power. Turning around the power to set you free, the power to dry your tears, the power, yeah, yeah, power, power, power. Give her room to move. Yeah. 
You got a power? You went to the doctor last week? He got a power? You gotta go to the doctor next week? He got a power? You've been crying about something for too long? But he got a power? You're about to give up? But don't give up? Because he got power? Somebody stop power! with God and gives light to a dark situation when you don't know how you're going to make it to the next day stop by to tell you God has the power to break every chain in your life in spite of what you've been going through, weeks after weeks after weeks, months after months after months, it's going to be all right. Why? Because he got the power. I don't have the power, but he got the power. That's the reason why we pray to him. Because we know that he got the power to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. So we got to give it to him. So whatever you came here with, this morning, if you're online, whatever it is that you are dealing with, you need to believe that he got the power. You need to believe that he will work it out. You got to believe that he will turn it around. This morning, 